Before we jump in, a note on our content. This is created for adult audiences only. We advise listener discretion. We have discussions about sexual violence against women. We use bad swear words. We talk openly about women's autonomy. And you might just hear some opinions that don't jive with your own. It's not just men who decide. I have said it time and again that women are also foot soldiers of patriarchy. They're the upholders of patriarchy. And my protest is obviously against misogyny, but then my personal anger is also about women who uphold these roles and, you know, who make it difficult for other women. Instead of uplifting them, they make it even more difficult. Hello, hello. This is Herkanjo Won't Smudge. I'm Shana. Join me as I talk to Desi women who are imagining a better, fairer world, free of all those unwritten social rules that tell us just how to be a good Desi woman. Have you ever read something or watched something in the news that's made you really angry? That happened to me recently when I read, in India, a man rapes a woman every 15 minutes, in Pakistan, every two hours, in Bangladesh, every four days. For each of these rape victims, it's just the beginning of her traumatic story, of shame, of a life shattered. But while most people can just scroll on, turn the page, Maryam Shafkat Guraya doesn't do that. Maryam is enraged about what is happening to women in Pakistan. And she gets us to think about it all by creating satirical videos that call out, surprisingly, the women who uphold a system of patriarchy and enable a culture of victim-blaming and shaming. Let's jump right in. Why do you describe yourself as a feminazi cancerous bitch? What is that all about? What does being a feminist mean to you? Well, for me, feminist means I am a dignified human being. I deserve as much dignity and as much space as men do or as any other human beings do in the world. I do not deserve that opportunities of education, of equal income, of my right to just sit somewhere and have a coffee in peace to be taken away from me just because I'm a woman. I think that feminism entails that I make my own decisions. So the most important word for me as a feminist is that please respect my dignity as a human being. So universal human rights apply to me as much as they apply to any other man in a society. Yeah. Your persona is called Naik Praveen, and your Facebook page is called Naik Praveen Syndrome. So who is Naik Praveen, and what is her syndrome? Well, Naik Praveen is a woman who loves to draw the line. For example, a Naik Praveen is someone who will not shout when she's angry. A Naik Praveen is someone who will prefer uh, crying alone in the bathroom. A Naik Praveen is someone who is not going to speak out loud, be it in her personal life or be it on social media. Naik Praveen is someone who will never complain. Naik Praveen is someone who does not have enough self-respect for herself as a human being to demand or say that, you know, this is wrong. Just stop it. Naik Praveen is not someone who will ask her husband to please come and wash the dishes with him because she is very busy right now doing something else. Basically, Naik Praveen is someone who is willing to be and more than happy to be a doormat and happily living on the whims of men. So the entire summary of her life is that 
whatever decisions that she makes or takes or is made to take is not beneficial for her but somehow it always benefits men so this why do i call it a sim syndrome is because women in pakistan are hammered and are forced to take up these roles are forced to take up you know this mentality is ingrained in them even since they are young kids this mentality stays with them for the rest of their lives and if someone is not willing to toe this line or get these brownie points they are then uh, the other side of the coin which is you know what we just said that a feminist cancerous bitch you know that that is the death of our society another question i had for you when i saw your facebook page across the top of it it says in this very feminine pink and blue urdu script sasti feminist why are you a sasti feminist a cheap feminist well i am a sasti feminist because i am that uh, khuli tajori and i am that uh, person who is selling myself cheap on the roads i am not being protective about myself when i have to complain i just shout it at the top of my voice and you know be angry about it i am not dignified in what i'm trying to say or what i'm trying to complain about i have anger issues i have psychological issues and i am also that uncovered toffee on the road that you just find it anywhere i'm also that taxi that any man can sit in and then do whatever they want to do because apparently me saying that my body my choice can only mean these things and nothing else so i mean sasti feminist is something that i didn't come up with it's the men who came up with and i am just reappropriating your videos are satire i mean you're making a point about society but you're doing it tongue in cheek right sarcastically in the videos nick praveen has a towel or maybe a shirt wrapped around her head is this a burqa no it's not a burqa it's a shirt i have never used a burqa in any of my videos first of all i don't want to legitimize the burqa because i have maintained it time and again that i think that it's restrictive choice of clothing and the clothing itself burqa or the concept of it is not just a piece of cloth there is a whole set of ideology and a set of actions and the set of belief system and the way that you are supposed to live with life that comes with it and that's why with that satire it's important to point it out that burqa itself is also it's not just someone that someone can say oh i am free to you know cover myself up in whichever way i would like to show sure you are but then when you are doing this you are also adapting a lot of things that you are also adhering to a lot of specific set of ideologies which i think is not giving yourself enough respect as a woman or as a human being it actually kind of started as an experiment for example so i am essentially covering myself up people cannot see my face people cannot see my hands people cannot so i mean technically on the principles of a woman being modest and covering herself i am fulfilling all of those principles but the moment that i open my mouth and i say the things that i am not supposed to say from a woman who is taking a burqa would never say that becomes a problem so it is an experiment and it is also i am trying to make a point with that experiment that you know okay it's not just as simple as that that you just covered yourself and that's about it and for women who would say to you that what they want in a society is that a woman can wear a burqa if she wants and not wear a burqa if she wants what would you say to that so because i did get a lot of criticism on this that how can you insult the 
burka why are you making fun of this this is so disgusting so i did write a status update that i would like to read out here or at least a summary of it that do i think that hijab or scarf is a tool of oppression yes i do should i stop thinking out loud about it no i should not and i want should i respect the idea of hijab i don't have to and now can i go on and pull it off of women and punish them for it because i think this is a tool of oppression and misogyny absolutely not i don't have a right to do that do i still have the right to say that this is oppressive yes i do have the right to say that it is oppressive and nobody can take that right away from me do i owe silence or any sort of niceties to the burqa or the concept of it only so that women taking it don't feel hurt or uncomfortable no i actually don't have i been friends with women who take scarf or burqa yes why the hell not and have i ever asked a friend to take it off no i haven't and i don't have the right to either and this is where my freedom to fully express my beliefs without being a violent pain in the ass comes in and, and that's about it that's the whole conversation of the book for me so that's very good that you kind of clarified that for us because i think that often the criticism that i've read in from your followers the criticism seems to be exactly this that you're making fun of the burqa and i think if i understand what you're saying you're saying that it's not the burqa i'm making fun of but i have the right to say what i want to say about the burqa itself no i wouldn't even sugar coat that i am making fun of this concept as well right it's another matter altogether if you like it or not or if you think that i am being disgusting i am not being violent i am not forcibly killing people or hurting women and taking it off of their heads physically i have as much of a right to say what i say about it and feel what i feel about it because it is actually coming from a personal experience as well when i was 13 that was a time when i hit puberty and my father i wouldn't say he forced me but as a 13 year old kid when your parents tell you to do something you just do it you don't question it and i did it and i absolutely hated it because the moment that i started covering myself up imagine a child of a 13 year old that child is just playing outside with everyone everywhere and suddenly that child hits puberty and somehow your body is supposed to be covered up and you're suddenly sexualized and you're told that you know okay this and this you can wear and this 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 you cannot wear and you know you cannot play with boys and your age anymore you cannot go outside after certain hours i felt sexualized and i absolutely hated it and i sort of from the age of 13 years old until the 18 i weaned off the burqa from my head before that it was the scarf and i absolutely used to hate the clip that goes on my chin especially in summers of pakistan and then i one day i told my father that i kind of don't feel like it i will still take the dupatta the loose scarf thing but i am not doing this clip thing and this typical arabic scarf thing by the time that i went to university i was like no i am not doing that and obviously there were some discussions and there were some arguments and you know my father tried to reason ke you know why look at this or that girl she is covered from head to toe why can't you i was like this makes no sense to me by the time i guess from the age of 13 to 18 you are also like mentally and emotionally developed enough in your thoughts that you can actually form counter arguments and say that no that doesn't work for me so i have been affected by it so would you say your experience with covering up or the burqa led to your feminism in some way I wouldn't say burqa was the path to my feminism burqa wasn't something that triggered me to be a feminist it was actually the fact that my parents became super 
religious around that same time when they asked around from the age of 13 onwards and during that time this is where i say that i was a devout muslim i wouldn't really call myself that because you know as, as a teenager your uh, thoughts are not developed enough you are just doing what your parents are expecting you to do or what the society is asking you to do and in this age your entire focus is to make your elders happy so i mean at the age of 16 18 17 i got too much you know interested in reading about islam reading listening to zakir naik's lecture on especially bought cds on the computers so to give our listeners some context zakir naik is an indian muslim televangelist so like exclusively made that effort to listen to his lectures and then even take notes while he was talking so like listening to those lectures there came a point when he started talking about women he specifically says that you know if what are the specific conditions where you are allowed to beat your wife you know and what kind of beating your wife should take and what are the conditions and then he goes on to say that okay so i mean even when the beating doesn't work out what else should you do he says stop sleeping with her as if that's going to be the worst thing a woman you know could ever <laughs> expect in her marriage stop giving her money so i was like i mean even as an 18 year old it didn't sit well with me and then that was a sort of a i would say a snowball effect from there i was like okay so the god that these men believe in they think that this god is only for them this god doesn't really you know work out for women and the religion that they have interpreted is for them and by them and this understanding or this interpretation of religion that they are following doesn't even count me as a dignified human being let's talk for a minute about just this i'd like to talk to you about the idea of izzat so izzat means honor and i've heard lots of muslim clerics including probably the person you're talking about talk about this ideal of the men protecting a woman's honor yeah and your persona nake praveen considers herself to be a woman of honor and she talks about the women who are protesting in Aurat March as being sluts. Yes. So there is this tension between the woman of honor versus the women who are fighting for rights or hakuk and they are sluts. In a society where there's so much talk about men protecting a woman's honor, how do you explain things like rape statistics and honor killings? Well, I don't think Pakistani society to begin with considers this a failure because up to date wherever there is a conversation around women rights whenever there is a conversation around women march and orat march i mean this is an oft repeated beaten down dialogue that you know we are the ones who are giving the women most respect in all of the world like our social or cultural system gives women so much respect that we cannot even start to explain the respect that women get and i don't know what these bitches problems are why are they shouting on the streets they are all making up these issues please go and study the religion so for men and for pakistani society this is a religious issue and this is a moral issue for them that you know and this is on purpose a woman asking for her rights or a woman speaking out loud on her own behalf and speaking about her own body and her own choice is a moral issue because obviously it doesn't serve them well the system is such that it gives benefits to men through and through be it the capitalist system or be it the system where a man is working in the fields whole day long and the woman is working indoors without realizing the amount of work that a woman does or the amount of sacrifices that a woman is 
making for example even in the current capitalist system even in urban societies it would be impossible for a man to make you know these great strides in science or in in their you know whatever jobs it would be impossible for them uh, not impossible but extremely difficult for them to reach to work extra hard for for that promotion if there is a if there is not a woman in the house cooking for them cleaning doing all of the household chores i say this because before anyone points it out i have lived alone on my own for the past 7 years i have paid for my own food and believe me it's not easy to cook for yourself to clean for yourself i'm just talking about me as a single person let alone taking care of five other people especially when you're working so it benefits them through and through and they use religion they use culture they use this connotation of izzat this respect for women to put all of the women in their places and why would they come out and mm-hmm. talk सबसे पहले तो बहनों आपको बिल्कुल अपने जिसम को ढीला छोड़ दें बिल्कुल जैसे अगर आप पानी में हाथ पैर ज्यादा हिलाएं तो आपके डूबने के इम्कान ज्यादा होते हैं बिल्कुल इसी तरह अपने जिसम को बिल्कुल ढीला छोड़ दें आराम आराम से बारी बारी सबको छेड़ने का मौका दें ज्यादा शोर मत मचाए नंबर दो लेट्सोरका We see only her eyes. She's sitting in her living room, and she says in this friendly, high-pitched voice, "Let me tell you, Bano, what is the right way to get sexually harassed?" So, tell us about this video. What is it about? For people who don't know the context, on Pakistan's Independence Day on 14th of August, there was this woman who probably was trying to make TikTok videos, and she somehow got into a crowd where that was. probably exclusively of men and they started misbehaving with her and then there were videos of her getting harassed by i mean people said that there were 400 men present there and she is getting tossed around and beaten around and you know everything imaginable in between and uh, the most disturbing part was the narrative that followed up was that why the woman was there in the first place and then this woman was interviewed by several media persons and in which she was crying and she was saying that you know i was wearing proper clothes i was not asking for it i was just going about my business making a video for tiktok on pakistan's independence day and the narrative that followed was so disgusting men kept on saying that she should not have been there she should have been ashamed of herself there were men who were saying that she deserved it obviously there were men who were saying that and even women who were saying that she's a prostitute in the first place to be in a place like that where she knew that she would be treated like this a lot of men later on tried to prove that she's an actual prostitute who was there just for her clients and her whole clientele works from tiktok and she actually invited those men to be here so coming back to the video the video was a satire on exactly these points the video said that oh what is the right way to get yourself harassed so number one if you want to get harassed please wear clothes that are loose if you are getting harassed in a group with of 400 men please relax and just you know don't protest leave your body like it is just like you are about to get drowned but if you leave your body in a body of water you may not get drowned and uh, you will just float so just think that you are floating obviously i am being sarcastic and i am being super bitter because i was at that time i don't think this was the usual nek parveen style because usually what nek parveen says makes people laugh but this one i guess since i was super angry the satire that came out of me was also super angry to translate some more points of that video it also said that you know please don't be happy 
on your social media two or three days before this incident is that you have planned for yourself is going to happen please cry in a certain way please don't cry like you know you are shouting at the top of your lungs cry in a dignified way so that and if men are insisting that you are already a slut and a whore please just go and sit in some sort of a brothel and become a prostitute actually because now that you are actually a prostitute and it has been proven so please become one and in the end this is something that a lot of people disagreed on and didn't like it i said just for the sake of your uh, izzat and just for the sake of your respect i think it would be better if you just kill yourself because in this society a dead woman is someone that we respect not not a woman who is alive and who has been raped and who has been you know beaten up mm. by 400 men so that's how the video ended public sexual harassment is a very big problem in pakistan in 2019 a finnish university conducted a study of 543 female university and college students from islamabad lahore rawalpindi and they found that 97% of them had been touched up, collided into, stared at, spoken to sexually, and on and on. I mean, how is a woman supposed to move around, go to work, visit a friend, buy groceries, if every time she steps out of the house, there is this looming threat? So, it's a really twisted outlook, because Naik Praveen is a woman, and she's blaming a woman for being in this situation. and the satire is that Nick Praveen is even telling what they should do so men have an easier time harassing women in public Nick Praveen says what she has heard other men and other women talk and Nick Praveen is only repeating those words with a tinge of sarcasm obviously and this no doubt is very heavy stuff even when i'm repeating it again it sort of disturbs me So let's look at another one of your videos and this is the video where you're not wearing any type of burqa at all. We can see your face, but your face is covered in makeup. It's the kind of makeup that, you know, my daughter at 3 if she got into my makeup, she would have looked like that. You've got lipstick well past your lips, your eyeshadow is all over the place, and you're putting on foundation that is like a couple of shades too light for you. So I'd like you to walk us through this skit. So first of all the background for this skit is that these series of videos were probably the time when I was really depressed because a woman in Pakistan in Islamabad she was beheaded by her partner and then in the same week there was this another woman a beggar in a street that was killed by a knife and again the narrative that came out of that for me that was trauma when I went back online and I saw the comments up uh, underneath the girl who was beheaded by her boyfriend people were saying that she deserves it why was she in this man's house in the first place where was the woman's father what a bigarat what a characterless shameless father or a family that she has that she was out there with this man and nobody knew and now she is killed and now the whole left liberal is crying out loud where is the national honor and and our culture this woman is going to jahannam anyway because she was with her boyfriend when she died doesn't matter if the boyfriend beheaded her doesn't matter if the boyfriend raped her before she she was killed doesn't matter so the video came out of that sort of frustration and the kind of makeup that i am doing i mean the content of the video i will just translate it for you it says that you know what kind of women are expired women 
and then i go on to explain that women who are divorced are also expired women who are unable to have children are also expired women who are you know not available not uh, apologies for being crude women who are unfuckable are expired old women are expired women who can't give you children or can't cook for you anymore are expired so i was trying to formulate a comparison between expired makeup and an expired woman so this woman is having a conversation with her husband where she says that you know does makeup also expire like the woman expires and then i continue to do that joker sort of makeup so the only worth that we have is the way that we look or is the way how we present ourselves to men or how we are useful to men in terms of you know all the mundane activities that, that you can think of so let's talk for a second about the expired woman so if these are the concepts around who is an expired woman and and a lot of the comments that i read in relation to this video were very telling you know i'm 32 and i'm expired i'm childless and i'm expired i think one woman wrote in urdu she said if you are a woman who's married and doesn't have children you're like an animal who has to be kept quiet and you can be thrown away at any time i mean these are very serious statements about the life and meaning and quality assigned to a gender if this is the expired woman who is the ideal woman well the ideal woman is somewhere around you just have to go and watch pakistani dramas and you will know what an ideal woman is she's somewhere around the age of 20 all that she is capable of thinking and talking about is the kind of proposals that she is getting and then moving on from that how she is able to conduct in those relationship the best woman is the one that is married because somehow if we are to go the way our drama stories go by there are no other women that exist in pakistan there are no older women there are no young girl childs there are no middle aged women there are no stories for them the only stories that goes by okay this young woman is of a marriageable age and let's see what you know what goes around her and all of the story and the trauma and the and oh the woman that is also not expired is the one that can take a beating and take a beating in a dignified way because obviously there is a right way to get beaten as well you are trying to get yourself expired if you get beaten up and you make a noise about it but if you just sit in your house and just accept your fate in a supposedly dignified way then you are not expired you are also not expired if you are able to work in the kitchen without complaining again all of those typical roles that i have mentioned before because the whole point is that that is the entirety of your social worth or your worth as a human being if you are not being beneficial to this misogynistic society in any way or form and if you are making problems for men let's say at workplaces or in your house or in your family then you are you are an expired woman So the picture you're painting is of a society where from a young age a woman by her birth she hands over her izzat to men and men decide what her izzat will be and in this society the woman's ability to flourish to go to school to have a career is all dependent on whether she was lucky enough to be born into a circle a family unit where men will allow her to do those things and carry her izzat with her through the career through the education and by giving up that autonomy she's at the mercy of her society 
it's not just men who decide. I have said it time and again that women are also foot soldiers of patriarchy. They're the upholders of patriarchy. And my protest is obviously against misogyny, but then my personal anger is also about women who uphold these roles and, you know, who make it difficult for other women. Instead of uplifting them, they make it even more difficult. Is it fair to say that this is why your Naik Praveen is who she is? Yes. Because she is a foot soldier of patriarchy. She is the classic case of patriarchy. She is the best example that men can go by. And that is actually very interesting that sometimes when I make a video and there are men who are absolutely not familiar with my page or with my persona or with, you know, satire. And obviously some men who don't even understand English, let's say they come to my page and their first comment is of happiness that, you know, yeah, this is the kind of woman that I was talking about. This woman is a slap on this feminist. And I absolutely enjoyed when that same man the very next day understands the whole agenda of the video and then calls me a slut and then runs off saying that, you know, okay, you are making fun of our culture. You know, fuck you, I'm unliking your page. I thought you're on our side all this time. So that that's like really funny for me. And so the satire gives them, it makes them think, but it takes a minute for the penny to drop. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It takes a while. And I, I really in, enjoy that. I'm like, okay, I see your comment. I will give you 24 hours to <laughs> fully absorb what I'm trying to say. So Mariam, tell us a little bit about how life has changed for you since you have made the Naik Praveen Facebook page. Has it made it difficult for you when you are in Pakistan to move around freely? Has it changed your life in some way? Yeah, absolutely. Because when I started making those videos and when those videos were not getting a lot of reach, my sister told me that, you know, she showed this or that video to my mother or father and they were laughing and they were like, ha 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 ha, this is very funny. But as soon as, you know, people started noticing and as soon as, like, for example, my father is sitting in a get together with his colleagues and one of them says, your daughter, Mariam Shafkat, and it doesn't necessarily mean that this guy was being critical of me maybe this person was just trying to have a conversation but since my parents come from a certain background they have been brought up in a village they just could not handle that this another random man is talking about my daughter with me and that where the problem started and then it became even worse even though my parents are living in Islamabad and have settled down in Islamabad but my village back in Punjab there were some people who were just coming to my other family members, for example, my pupo or my aunt or my khala and saying that, you know, how are you guys even alive with a woman like this in, in your family? Why don't you kill her and kill yourself out of shame? All sorts of commentary from people that I have never met, but they are in my family and I will probably never meet them. But they were sending screenshots to my parents. And then obviously... Um, since my parents are conservative and they are living there and they are part of that society, they started pushing me to stop making those videos. So emotionally, and I would say that even on the level of my creativity, it did have a lot of impact on me. This is how much hatred and this is how, how violent it can be. Then again, on a personal level, this does obviously emotionally affect me, but then this also makes me even more angry and resilient. If someone is being angry about my videos, then it naturally means that that person was triggered and this person was thinking for a second. What do I hope now is that it's not as much of a hope, but it's an effort to take up the space. For example, it's an effort to make a statement that, you know, this is my anger and this is how I choose to communicate my anger. 
and please stop tone policing me stop telling me that how am i supposed to talk about my rights or something that is bothering me as a woman and on a really really personal level it brings me a lot of satisfaction that at least i am not one of those women who are participating in this patriarchy i am actually one of those women who are making men and this society uncomfortable because it is my personal belief that you know in this particular society you cannot do anything and cannot change anything unless you go against your own family at times it comes at a cost obviously but it also comes at a lot of personal satisfaction so by staying quiet it only helps keep that patriarchy in place so the speaking out becomes essential speaking out and being angry is the first step it is absolutely essential thank you so much mariam for joining us today thank you A while back I was introduced to a Desi British man who's got a very successful podcast. After we chatted for a bit and he figured out I was all right, he jokingly said, "Oh, I was afraid I was going to meet an angry brown woman." You know, I still kick myself about that interaction because I wanted to say to him, "I am an angry brown woman," but I didn't. Mariam, I bet, would have called him out. Most recently, Mariam's created a new character, her own husband, as she puts it. नहीं शौक है तो स्टडीज करें अपनी फिर अच्छे डेबे करने आप लेकिन अपनी जिम्मेदारियों को इग्नोर करके नहीं ये ज्यादा पढ़ाई मैंने भी की हुई है कनोलेज में इजाफा होता है मुझे पता है लेकिन एंड पे वही आपने करना ना मटर दाल चावल लोबिया आलू तो बस You guessed it. This guy wants his meals on time. He wants to be waited on. For him, it's a waste of money for a woman to go to college. I mean, if she wants to study, it's fine. But at the end of the day, she's got to keep up with her responsibilities, as in make matter chawal, make rice with peas. So maybe this is what makes Mariam's performance art, her satire, so gripping. She's taking the sexist, misogynistic, homophobic rhetoric that gets mentioned in private and she says it in a public forum using social media as a bullhorn to get us to think about what we tolerate, what we condone with our silence. Thank you for listening to Arcadia Wants Much. I'm your host Shana. If you want to get in touch with us in rage or have a good cry or just tell us what you're thinking. Look for our webpage online or find us on social media.